Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, for the last 24 and a half minutes of today's issues on this uh, Tuesday, January the 24th. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and uh, Ray Pritchard, raised in Kansas City. We're in Tupelo, and joining us in studio here in Tupelo is Steve Jordahl. Hey, good morning. No Paisley today, Steve? No, I'm wearing red in hopes and fairly confident that I won't end up in the middle of a Mexican bullfighting ring. You think that's a safe bet, dude? I think it's a pretty safe bet. I'd be in trouble if I was there, though. And you're, but you're not a communist, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, red is he, one of the three colors of the American flag. He's a supporter of the I, Kansas City Chiefs. And oh, I got you. For, <laughs> we thank you for standing uh, with us. Uh, uh, ooh, that hurt. That was the worst. You'd rather be called a communist. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Although this year I have very little leg to stand on. <laughs> Steve is a. Steve is a. Uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders fan, yes. which is a rival of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are. Mm-hmm. So Ray is making a dig. Uh, <laughs> low at, blow. A low blow <laughs> toward, toward a Raiders fan wearing red. Yeah. Saying he's converting over, but oh. that's just not the case. We accept your support, and we thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my support will do the, so, the Chiefs as much good as it did the Raiders. Maybe it'll do the same thing to the Chiefs as the Raiders. We, so. Listen, we're going to need all the Glad help. We, we can all the help we can get this weekend. I wasn't now, is that help, uh, the point being the, the Cincinnati Bengals play at the Kansas City <clears throat> Chiefs. Right. Is that Sunday? Sunday afternoon. Yeah, both the games are Sunday. Um, oh, both of them are. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, now Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the uh, Chiefs, he. Yeah, he, he has a high ankle sprain. High or something. ankle sprain. You know that's going. He's going to be that, hobbled up to some degree. Yeah, because that takes weeks to overcome. Quite frankly, yeah. uh, so he'll be he'll be limited. Although he's still got the he's still got the he's uh, got the magic. I mean, he's yeah, got he's got it. the rocket there on attached to his uh, right <laughs> arm, or his right arm is the rocket. I guess you could say. So yeah, there's it's going to be about fifteen mm-hmm. degrees here. They say about 15 degrees at kickoff. So it's Are you be serious? A, yeah, yeah. That's not going to help the ankle a, any. Yeah. 15? 1-5? One 1-5, five? One five, about 15 at kickoff time. So it's going to mm. be. San Francisco's playing in Philly, so. How cold yeah. will that be? I don't know what the. Pretty cold. <laughs> probably. I'll look here. <clears throat> it feels like the two best teams right now are Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Yeah. They, Cincinnati, I didn't think they could beat Buffalo. And they just. They just handed yeah, it to them. But they did in the snow. Sunday is supposed to be a high of 32. In Philadelphia? So yes. colder and colder in Kansas City than Philadelphia. Likely. That's, that's what it's looking like. All right, Steve, what do you got? Well, let's start with this. Uh, for all of you who, um, first of all, we we have to, did we talk about the newest, the latest shooting in Half Moon Bay? No, not yet. Uh, all right. Wait, another, this is your home turf, right? It is. I've been there many times. It's a beautiful little community. You can't get there by accident. You have to kind of want to go there. It's it's on Highway One on the on the coast. Now, excuse me for interrupting you, Steve. Yeah, but just so people understand, uh, we're talking about two different incidents uh, that happened. One happened uh, Southern California. Southern California two days ago, 
where the 72-year-old man, Asian man, mm-hmm. uh, had a domestic beef with some people and he killed nine. Yeah. At a at a at a uh, at a at a Chinese New Year's party, right? Is that right? One died later. Was it nine? The number it's up, nine. It's up died? to eleven. Is now. It eleven? Eleven people died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that happened whenever it was Saturday night or whatever night it was. Mm-hmm. So what we're about to talk about now is a separate situation. Go ahead. Uh, two uh, incidents, two locations Monday in Half Moon Bay, California. And they got the suspect. He's identified as 66-year-old Chunli Zhao. And what did uh, he do allegedly? Well, he 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 shot people. Um, the uh, shot got, and killed. Shot and killed uh, seven people uh, at two different locations. What was his motivation? We don't know yet. Um, he appeared to this wasn't no workers or anything like. Well, that? he he targeted his victims according to CNN. Um, they what this is what they're saying. What we know is that this turned into workplace violence incident and had an opportunity we believe to hurt other people. But he targeted individuals that he went after and pursued. So uh, apparently, so these, this was a work. He was ang- he, he was yeah. angry about something at work and he went and shot his coworkers. That's is that what, what happened? That, at this point, that's what they're saying. Yeah, okay. these are farming farming operations. Yeah. There's a lot of agriculture that goes on on the coast. But you know, uh, here we had a 72-year-old mm-hmm. and then a 60-what? 67. That's yep. extremely rare that you hear of mm-hmm. people that old committing mass murder, Fred. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, this will unfold as time goes on. But this is actually the third mass murder in California since January 1st. I thought they have strict gun control laws. <clears throat> Yes, they, don't they, they do. It's one of the most. Why isn't it stopping this from happening then? Oddly and inexplicably, the criminals are not paying attention to the gun laws. I don't know how. I mean, who would have thought? Yes. Well, excuse the pun. Doesn't this shoot down the whole liberal argument of gun control being the answer? Kind of does. We all know that. Huh? We all know. It's not gun control. It's... Why, do, why do they keep on with this? It's, re- it's actually ridiculous. Yesterday... Ray, did you see Governor Newsom? No. What, okay, what he's, he's walking around in this town. Uh, what's the name of the town? Uh, uh, the I don't know if he was in Half Moon Bay. He was in Monterey Park, I think, when, yes. okay. when he was talking. But he was uh, walking down the street talking to a reporter. Right. Do we have the clip? We do. Okay, what you're about to hear is yesterday, Governor Newsom in California. And remember, folks, he is being... Uh, some would say he's being set up to be the next Democrat presidential candidate. If Biden bows out and Harris is out of the picture, uh, this is the best hope many Democrats think to for them to maintain the White House. So this was Governor Newsom of California walking down the street with a reporter yesterday. There's a, there's a bit of background noise, so listen carefully. Cut 12. I mean, the, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pack, it feels like. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. Like, how do you get, what about, what about our kids when they're going to school? What about our kids when they're going to school? Well, what he said was, you heard him right, the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is becoming a suicide pact. Yes. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He just said it out loud. That's what Newsom said? Yes. Yeah, l- listen well, to him again. Man. He's doing an interview. He, he, he doesn't mind going on the record. Go ahead. Play I mean, the, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact. 
I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. So how do you get, what about, I mean, what about our kids? And they're going to so, so what he's saying is he has a problem with the existence of the Second Amendment at, at all yes. in the right. Constitution. Yes. That is, private citizens having the right to own guns, he has a fundamental problem with it. Yes. That's what he, that's, how else do you explain what he just said? That's right. The Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. Now, the irony of ironies here are the hypocrisy of hypocrisies. You, obviously, we're doing radio. You can't see the video. Yeah. As he's walking down this street, he's talking to a reporter, making the comments we just heard. He's flanked by his security team, yep. which are what? Carrying what, Steve? Fill in the blank. I, it, it's either slingshots or guns. I'm they're, all sure car- they're all carrying guns to protect the governor. <laughs> But what the governor is saying is, I don't have a problem with people protecting my personal livelihood and myself, my body, with guns, but I do have a problem with the average person being able to protect themselves with guns, Ray. That's what he's saying. Guns for me, but not for thee. Yes. Yeah. A, yes. a typical elitist perspective. I want myself protected, but you can't have one. That's what he's saying. Yeah. The Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. So only people like me should be able to have gun protection. That's what that's what I guarantee you if you put uh Newsom out and he was just an average Joe, an average Newsom, that uh he can still use the Brill cream, but he's just an average person. Okay, so uh and you told him, Okay, I'm gonna put you in downtown San Francisco. All right. Uh, and you're going to, you're going to be wearing a Rolex watch and driving a Porsche and you're going through a bad neighborhood. I guarantee you said, do you want a gun or no? Mm. What would he say? He would say, I want a gun. Yeah. Cause that's because if I get carjacked or my life is threatened, at least I'll have a chance. Right. Uh, so these, these, uh, second amendment, get rid of the second amendment, these gun control, Liberal politicians, they live in a dream world. What was it that San Francisco, well, I, they don't really live in a dream world. That's wrong. They know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to end gun con, gun owners' rights to uh, keep and bear arms. That's right. Fred, go ahead. No, uh, and I honestly believe there is an agenda there because the Democratic Party in particular has been fighting guns now for years. And every time there's an incident, any time there's a tragedy at a school or a market. It's the gun's fault. It's always the gun's fault. But they are such hypocrites, as you've been pointing out about Newsom. But this is the way they think. Uh, You know, it's it's John Kerry flies to uh, Davos on his own private jet. But he says, I'm doing important business. I want everybody else to walk to their destination. I get to fly in my private jet. Because I'm important. Yeah, so the American people are just fed up with this hypocrisy, and that's exactly what it is. What the left does not want to talk about is that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. And if they talk about the wickedness of the, the soul in the soul of men and women, they have to start looking at the wickedness of a man can be a woman and be in a woman's bathroom, or we can cut the 
the healthy body parts off of teenagers if they feel they're in the wrong body or we can indiscriminately kill babies in the womb. Those are all wicked things. Um, so you don't want to start going down the path of what's moral and what's not, and they don't want to do that, so they're going to blame the gun. Okay, again, uh, I didn't, this isn't original with me, but I heard it somewhere, and I've used it before. Blaming a gun for a uh, shooting or a murder is like blaming a pencil for a misspelled word. Huh? That's a great analogy, is it not? Yep. Uh, somebody spelled the word wrong who had the pencil. Somebody mm-hmm. shot and killed somebody, in this case two places in California in the last few days, who had an evil heart, and they 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 pulled the trigger. So guns are not the problem. Nope. It's, uh, it's, it's people using guns who have a dark heart, as you say. And by the way... I don't. I think the there there are more guns than there are people in America, and you're never going to change that. That ship has sailed. I don't know why the Democrats keep saying, most of them anyway, keep saying you know gun control, gun control, gun control, unless in gun violence. That's their favorite thing, gun violence. Mm-hmm. I think with gun violence in the inner cities, Ray. I think. <clears throat> the Democrats don't want to say, listen, we got a complete failure of. The family breakdown, especially in the African-American community, the fatherlessness is leading to gang activity and drug use, failure in schools, and more and more violence in inner cities, which are predominantly black, right? And the crimes are predominantly by, what, 15 to 30-year-old young African-American males. Huh? We see it every day on the news. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the common denominator there? Uh, the breakdown of the family. Yes. Breakdown of the family. So... That's they don't want to talk about that, right? So instead, you talk about the guns, gun violence. Ironically, unless, as I mentioned yesterday, they hope it's a white male or a white MAGA person, then we can switch from it's not the guns, it's white supremacy. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying here? Yep. That's how they try to manipulate the whole debate and argument. It's based on falsehoods and. Um, and uh, gun. See, anyway, I just wanted to play Newsom. He just said it out loud. Basically, he wants to get rid of the Second Amendment. He said it's a suicide pact. Yep. Did I put words in his mouth? No. No, it's exactly what he said. That's okay, what he said. Then. Next story, Steve. Well, somebody's going to want to have some guns, unfortunately, fairly soon, because uh, the Border Patrol tell us that they have arrested 38 individuals whose name were on the terror watch list just during a three-month period on the terrorism watch list. Put this into perspective, zero, all of 2019 of terrorism watch list people apprehended at the border. In uh, 2020, they they apprehended 15. In uh, uh, 2021, it increased to uh, 98 in 2022. We're on a, a pace for 152 People on the terrorism watch list being apprehended at the border. What happened? To, you know what happened to them? Did they get uh, deported or arrested? Or yeah. Are they allowed to come in or what? Do you know? They, that? That's they, the ones we caught. Right. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. Just the ones that we caught. Wait a minute now, Steve. Yes. <laughs> Kamala Harris has told us that these are people just looking for a better life. They're in poverty in Honduras. And if we get Honduras 
several million dollars that'll uh, employ all these people. So you must be wrong. Well, these people are going to get, if they are successful in their uh, desires of what, if they intend on terrorism, they're going to be, have a better life by being rewarded by Iran or <laughs> Russia. Let, let's also, in seriousness, let's remind people, uh, the Border Patrol people have been telling us about 250,000 encounters a month now at our border. And then they give us the figures of the gotaways. Yeah. 60,000 gotaways. So for the 30-some that they actually apprehended, you can probably bank on the fact there were 20 or 30 more yeah. that they didn't get. I'm not blaming the Border Patrol people here. They're just swamped, yeah. literally. They cannot keep pace with all of this. And so we probably have hundreds of of potential terrorists and terrorists that are walking the streets of America right now. Thank you, Joe Biden. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, what was that category, Fred? You called it get getaways or gotaways? Gotaways. It's, it's a term that, that the Border Patrol came up with. That's the estimate. They they know how many encounters. But they say that they know that people are, they can't keep track of them all. They, they can't get everybody. They can't get everybody. Right. So they do this estimate of how many got through the screening and are in the in the country. Yeah, we're going to be good night. We're going to be mm-hmm. suffering some consequences from what's happened with Biden opening the borders up to everybody and basically saying y'all come from around the world and it's not stopping. Um, despite the best efforts of Governor Abbott and others, um, uh, even even the mayor of New York City says we, he can't take any more yep. um, people here who've come illegally. And by the way, uh, coming here for a better life, which is certainly understandable as a human desire, is not a legal manner of is not a uh, reason you can come into America without going through the normal lawful process of immigration. Uh, we have asylum mm-hmm. laws that are limited to like political, uh, those who are being, their lives are being threatened politically, like persecution, right. like a war situation. <clears throat> but we don't have, otherwise you've got to get in line like people want to come from around the world to be U.S. citizens or have green cards, and you have to wait your turn to go through the process. Right, right. But the so that's the lawful way of yep. entering America. Just because you are poor or come from an impoverished situation is not a at least currently a reason why you get American citizenship. Correct. And you get to bypass the regular. Um, way to do it, like in the case of an asylum. And even the asylum, don't they have, like, judges that hear their cases? They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those courts are back. But see, what hap- what's happening in everybody who's pouring into our country by the millions, by the way, since Biden became buried, are saying asylum. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a manipulation of the system, but Biden doesn't care. Yep. I'm just saying you're going to have problems in, in many ways from this uh, – what he's done the last two years uh, with open borders. Yep. And, and again, it continues. Yes. Go ahead, it does. Steve, next story. All right. Um, we got five minutes here. 
the uh, the must see TV these days <laughs> has got to be the press conferences between uh, the uh, Kareem Jean Pierre, who I know you talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, I want you to hear a little bit of her interactions with Peter Ducey because this is this is getting fun. Listen to cut two. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Peter. Is there a precedent for people running for president after FBI agents search their sock drawer? Say that one more time. Say that beginning part. Is there a precedent for people running for president? After FBI it sounds like you. It sounds like you already know that that the answer to that question. Look, here's what I. I here's she's going to be clear here's, right here. Here's, An FBI search of a president's residence is a big, big deal. The House Oversight Committee chairman says this document situation has all the makings of a potential cover-up. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? We have been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear that um, he takes this very seriously when it comes to the, when it comes to classified information, when it comes to classified documents. I, I don't know why you do this anymore. It's the same thing every day. Huh? It's the same. She, she wants to be clear that the president has been clear. I think it was Ted Cruz the other day said he sure does take uh, documents seriously. <laughs> And he, ta- and he takes them home. No, he seriously <laughs> And takes he puts them, them in the garage with his Corvette. <laughs> you know, just to review here, classified documents uh, of the United States government have been found in Biden's uh, think tank offices. Uh, they've been found in his, now two or three times in his home, including his garage, his personal library. Some of them date back to the time he was in the Senate yeah. and then when he was vice president. I Number one is, what's the old saying? Uh, uh, ignorance is no excuse for the law. Ignorance Remember, we, the law we, we were all brought up hearing that, right? So that doesn't help you any uh, if you were ignorant of what was going on here. Um uh, it doesn't help you. It, should, it doesn't help you in a in a. If le- you didn't know what the law was. You can't use that as a right. defense. To but I will say this: I think the fact that you're going to say I, at first, I would have said, "Okay, the guy didn't know. Somebody packed up a box, probably like they did for Trump, put it in a U-Haul, and it's been in the garage ever since, and nobody's even gone through it, uh, or over to his offices there in, uh, in the, at his think tank." I would have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. That's just this is just me personally, like I did with Trump. I don't think he maliciously took anything that's – but, you know, people may disagree with that. But now that you're saying that this was in his personal library and they go back to the time in the Senate and while he was vice president, uh, I think he took them on purpose. For whatever reason, I don't know exactly – I have a guess. But you can't have what – what's your guess? Uh, presidents write memoirs, and I bet the, some of the information – But he didn't know he's going to be president when he was in the Senate. But he knew he was going to write a memoir. Well, you're going to take classified documents and write a memoir? Mm. Well, no, with Biden, the classified documents may very well have been things – dealings with Hunter and with uh, – I'm talking about President Well, I would Trump. burn them. Yes. I would take them in the backyard <laughs> and have a barbecue. <laughs> right. 
Smash them with a hammer. What kind of lighter fluid? Right. What kind of fool leaves them in the garage? By the Corvette. By the Corvette. (laughs) Good night. Anyway, I thank you, Steve. My pleasure. And uh, thank you, Fred. You bet. Thank you, Ray. You bet. Thank you, Tim. Our thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, and see Jenna and Frank and Chris. (laughs) And we'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody.